If you ask me, nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big, ripe, juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers. Except maybe body odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes, even those private parts. As a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny is this thing on all right gentlemen coming to main stage next this is bunny get up there she's got a tornado of titties coming your way get those dollar bills ready she's got an ass that shakes like michael j fox so get up there and throw 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 them dollars dude that is fucking iconic <laughs> What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. Today, I have one of my favorite TikTokers here, Jesse Lawless. I'm so happy that you have came on this podcast and sat down with me today. I'm like so excited to dive into your story because I get to see you online and like you're just like so positive, always making me laugh, always coming up with these like quotes and shit that you have. And I just love it. So I'm really excited to just dive deep into your story. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. It's great to see you. Thanks for having me here. Are you good though? Because you had, <laughs> let's just, you know, let's rip the bandaid off and let's just like dive into it. So you, you had a like, okay, we had booked you a flight to come here 
and then fucking hurricane whatever is happening now nicole i think <laughs> oh my god it even has a name so yeah. it's gonna be a bad one it's over it was one it was oh, just okay. it was a one we oh, don't okay. even count it until it's a three. Oh, okay <laughs> that's such a floridian thing really we don't is. count it till it's destruction it's yeah real. okay so anyways you guys thought that it was gonna be worse and they ended up like closing down the fucking airports and then right or something like that um well anytime winds reach a certain speed they close down the airports because take off mm-hmm. you know you, you don't want your airplane flying sideways yeah no never soul plane like how they do on soul plane right yeah no yeah never want to do that <laughs> so anytime winds reach a certain speed we just don't even count flights yeah so you ended up having to drive i did you and Divinity, <laughs> Divinity, right? Right. That's how I say her name. That's a re- is that her real name? That's her real name. That Born, is really pretty. Yeah, her mom is creative. Aw. Love that. Really, well, you can see that in her daughter, yeah, too. Yeah, she's a really sweet, creative woman. Aw, I so. love that. So you and Divinity, um, you know, had to take a road trip. And 12 hours in a car with somebody can lead to who knows. So what happened with you guys on your way here? Um, We had... I wasn't going to even have the discussion because I was just... I really wanted to keep this weekend as peaceful as possible. But one conversation led to the next and I was like, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to bring this up. I didn't want to talk about this. And that conversation led to the end. Aww. Um, Has I, this been a long time coming or like? Yeah. Because you guys seem so cute on the internet. The but, internet can oh, fool you. <laughs> oh no. What was going on? Can we talk about it? Yeah, we can talk about it. I mean, it wasn't all bad. You know, I appreciate and I'm really grateful for what she brought to my life because she really did. She amplified a lot of things. She did a lot for my style, for sure. And mm-hmm. um, I appreciate everything that she brought into my life. But it, I've, I've found that I have more scars from holding on to things that weren't for me mm-hmm. than, you know, wounds from letting go. Letting mm-hmm. go, it, it can be really hard, but it's so much better for you in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, honestly, I was just fucking with somebody else's soulmate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's real. How long were you guys together for? I think that we made it like a little over four months officially. Oh, okay. So it was I a mean, whirlwind. Yeah, kind of like a love bombing thing. Oh, man, it happened really fast. She told me that... She thought that I was going to be her wife on day two. And I just, I didn't believe in fairy tales. And she convinced me. She convinced me. Sometimes we need that hope. It's always nice to kind of believe in a fairy tale every once in a while. It was, it was a fun little ride for sure. Yeah. (laughs) What happened though? So you guys are driving and you're just like, look, this isn't working or. We just have a very different approach to things. We actually were discussing a hair situation that she <laughs> she has she's a um a colorist and mm-hmm. i'm a barber so we talk about hair things a lot and mm-hmm. i've been an instructor and i'm a master colorist and i've i've done it all mm-hmm. you know so um in situations like that she'll ask me what do you think about this and i'm brutally honest right you know when when you ask me a question about business you get business jesse and there's no sugar coating and I know that I can be a little harsh, but right. I think that that's, that's what's made me grow. So that's what I give people. Right. You know, well, so. I think that's, you appreciate, a lot of people appreciate brutal honesty. I do. She didn't really like, you know, <clears throat> my response. And um, I had some things to say about the fact that she didn't like my response. And mm. I don't want to get into too much detail right, because right, right. I, I would never want to paint her in a bad light. I still have respect for her and for the relationship that we had. Absolutely. Um, 
we're just built different. Mm. You know, I'm the type of person that as soon as you say, Jesse, I think you're being selfish. I'm like, okay, time to look in the mirror. Let's evaluate the situation. I'll call my closest friends sometimes, not often, because most of the time I rely on myself. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's see here. What have I done? And if I see it, I'm like, you're right. You know, I'm real quick to admit when I fucked up. Right. So I just. Accountability is huge. It really is. It's a really big deal to me. And I think that that was one of the straws that broke the camel's back right just a a series of issues and you know what's cool though is that you're only four months in which is four months with somebody is always cherished but you were able to spot it early on and didn't let it linger for like years you know right and it's hard because man we really do have a, a, a very significant connection and I've never been with anyone that could keep up with me on the business side of things and you know she's got a mad hustle like that girl yeah. works she really does and I respected that tremendously hell yeah you know we're both content creators we're both hairstylists we very much understand each other but there's there's an upside down right to all that and it's it's as good as it is the good was the bad was just we just didn't we were oil and water we were really really oil and water when's her birthday she's a leo august 14th okay and aren't you a leo i'm an aquarius oh you're an aquarius i'm an aquarius that's awesome so aquarius that's crazy because aquarius and leo are actually like soulmate signs maybe she just has a lot of growing to do you have a lot of growing to do and if it's meant to be you guys will come back together i won't close the door on anything you know we if if we could not be oil and water if we could find a a way to Mm -hmm. coexist i would love that because well leos are very um because i i was married to one are very fucking emotional and aquarius we are not cut it off baby you know you know i try to be sensitive enough to say all right let's acknowledge your hurt or your anger or whatever it is that's got you in whatever emotional state you're in Mm -hmm. and and i'll be there for you let's talk about it go ahead and unpack it if you need you know someone to talk to but um let's wrap it up you know let's not stay here (laughs) let's not dwell let's not take our emotions and wrap them around us and turn ourselves into an emotional fucking burrito Uh, absolutely i 100 percent agree with you let's wrap it up that that describes my fucking life if i even start feeling a little bit of emotion i'm just like okay let's move on you know like let's not sit in it let's fucking go Mm -hmm. well you know you guys i I really hope that you guys can figure it out because I think you guys are super cute. And if not, guess what? There's going to be mad bitches who are excited that <laughs> Jesse Lawless is fucking single now. You heard it first on Dumb Blonde Podcast. That's right, baby. All right, so let's take it back. Jesse, where did you grow up? A tiny little town outside of Birmingham in Alabama. Okay, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I, I looked it up. Um, I Googled it not long ago. And I think that according to the last census report, the town population was like 350. Holy shit balls. Yeah. Smaller than most people's graduating class. That's crazy. I couldn't imagine. That's a small, small, small town. Talk about everybody knows everybody. Oh, everybody's probably related. (laughs) So, I mean, is that wrong to say? I'm not. No, 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 it's not. Not an Alabama joke. I swear. No, roll tide. Listen, I lived right down the street from an inbred family. I'm not kidding. That's real life. That's real life shit. It was, they lived about a mile and a half from where I grew up and it's everybody knew. Everybody knew. Oh. And it just it just existed. They just and let it roll. Yeah, we just like they ain't hurting nobody. <laughs> I know, right? They're happy. They're peaceful. Whatever. I'm really glad my mom went to Florida to find someone to breed with. 
So I'm for sure that my parents <laughs> aren't related. With. I love that. So was it, were you raised by a single mom or did you have mom and dad or how'd that go? Uh, my dad didn't even know I existed until I was 14. Wow. So, I mean, I felt like the stork dropped, dropped me off, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's this just gorgeous, dark, she's got a lot of Native American in her, mm-hmm. you know, um, she's got a nice tan skin, dark hair, and I was just this goofy ass looking big toothed redheaded are you a redhead oh i'm a ginger as fuck oh i love it that's awesome so i just i was just goofy ass looking little kid running around playing in the dirt while my mom's like laying out in the front yard in her bikini and all my friends were making jokes that they want to bang my mom so that was (laughs) awesome but uh it's always cool having a hot mom it 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 kind of was kind of kind of not kind of she was a preacher Oh, so there's counterbalance. Wow. You know? So was she a preacher from the time you were born or did, was that something she evolved into? I have these crazy like little glimpse memories mm-hmm. of just some crazy shit, you know, and, and my mom's she would probably lose her fucking shit if she heard me mention. Oh, this. no. Well, mom, don't listen to the podcast. But mom, turn it off right now. <laughs> right um, now. But I remember seeing like tarot cards and, oh, okay and black candles and her and her friends well she's native american that's part of her are you has a native american in her that's part of her culture too so next thing you know like we're in church i grew up in church i was in church every single time the doors were open oh yeah me too sunday, sunday morning middle of the day sunday wednesday. for prayer meeting sunday night wednesday and if there was a revival then it was over i was sleeping on a church pew till possibly 1 a.m that's crazy if the preacher was done by then you wow. know so it was an interesting situation with my mom you know so as a single mom were you guys was she struggling or was she, did she always was she always able to provide kind of paint a, ch- a picture of your I, childhood uh, for us? i was a handful if you can believe that i an aquarius baby <laughs> never aquarius ginger baby <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, i was an absolute <laughs> lunatic i think we're just born rebels yeah we literally are born to fuck shit up i was literally born lawless yes it is not just a name it is a way of I life know, i can't believe that's her real last name mimi it's, that is absolutely my real last name it's crazy right was, yeah when i went to go book her flights i forgot to tell you that i think that's fucking cool as shit yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i love it so i don't know if it's a blessing and a curse yeah you know um i have no fear i'm a absolute adrenaline junkie um i got a need for speed if it's got a motor i want to drive it (laughs) (laughs) i love it and my mom's just like this i mean i don't want to use the word prissy because she wasn't just a prissy woman just womanly like woman just a woman she was very woman feminine she was yes, in her she divine ex- feminine would exude femininity mm-hmm. she always her nails i always remember her beautiful <laughs> hands my mom has beautiful hands she has beautiful nails she did her makeup just to the nines she mm-hmm. always looked top notch we were poor as fucking dirt Aww. but my mom always looked top notch and she that. she kept me looking good too you know i wasn't running around in in rags it was yeah. mostly hand-me-downs and thrift store clothes but she made me look good yeah that doesn't matter if you have a five dollar shirt or a fucking five hundred dollar shirt you're gonna make it look good no matter what i prefer the five dollar shirts she she had a way and she still has a way my mom's still alive i don't know why i'm talking about her <laughs> i was just about to ask did she pass <laughs> well based based on you know my the mother of my childhood 
versus the my mom now they're 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 different okay we'll get into that for sure it's kind of like two different people there so it was just you and your mom growing up did you ever have stepdad anything like that nothing i've got to give her mad respect for the fact that she never dated wow there were no men in the house ever not one time she tried to she did her best to protect me for sure i love that go mom yeah she that's i mean I can't thank her enough. Yeah, for, for sure. That. Um, so when did you guys start getting heavy into church? Well, when I was, I think I was five, mm-hmm. five or six. It was right in, in that period of time. Um, I remember my mom, uh, this is after the tarot card stuff and, and that I remember she doesn't mess with any of that anymore. She's right. it's the devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, she probably um, had something happen. She got real sick. She almost died. Oh, she, um, her white blood cell count was through the roof. And I spent a large portion of my childhood in hospitals because I thought my mom was dying. You know, oh, she had a no. hospital bed and everything. She, I, I hardly ever saw her actually walk. Oh. And, um, you know, my, I remember her, what my was aunt, it? what was she diagnosed? St- d- I think the cancer research just wasn't far enough along right. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but her white blood cell count was through the roof, which is a pretty good indication of right. uh, something. Or- right. Leukemia. That was what they're now thinking that she had at wow. that point. So this is probably the craziest part of my entire story. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt, you know, sat me down with my mom and said, you know, your mom is going to have to go on a trip and you'll see her again eventually but um this is gonna be a long trip so you're gonna come live with us Mm. and i was like i didn't get it how old were you like five or six oh and um, so this happened young very young yeah Mm. so she she we thought she was going we thought that was it to the point where they were getting ready to get me set up and squared away so I got a crazy aunt, like real crazy. <laughs> is this mom's sister? His mom's sister. Okay. Yeah, and this isn't the aunt that I was going to go live with. This is the other aunt that's now passed away. Mm. She 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 died in a trailer full of cats. Oh. Naked. So, oh. yeah. She went out with a bang. She did, indeed. <laughs> she really did. But um, when she wasn't in a mental institution, oh. um, she was deep throat in a bottle. I think vodka was her thing. I don't mm. know. Quit me on And this were both sure, your mom's was, sisters? Uh, no, the one sister I was going to stay with, she was cool. Right. Family woman, got a husband and kids, just really settled down. Typical Alabama white picket fence life. Right. And then my Aunt Karen was, she was a crazy one. So was she uh, just like a best friend or? No, she was my mom's sister. She was your mom's sister. She was, they were blood sisters. Uh, She had several siblings, but she, she talked my mom into going to this, um, this church meeting thing she said this man's got healing hands he's known to heal people you got to come is this after she was sick this is while she was while sick, she was sick okay. and i mean she even told my aunt karen she's like karen i can barely walk karen was like i don't care we'll carry you in the church mm. made a real big deal out of it i'll never forget it It was the most powerful moment in my entire life because mm. i thought i was losing my mom it was mm. all starting to come together for me it's got to be traumatic at five or six years old that's yeah. she was everything mm. um, i didn't have a dad so i didn't have yeah. nothing else that's your mama <laughs> man we went to this church situation his name was jesse to i don't know if you ever heard of him mm-hmm. he's a very famous in the whole christian thing mm. um he called her out he walked down the aisle he said lord's gonna heal you tonight Aww, and he i got chills he got her up he said in the name of jesus you stand up right now and she stood up. That was one of the first times I ever saw my mom stand up all by herself. Oh, my god! Calls her out in the middle of the aisle. I swear to you, Bunny, this is 100% true. I love that. Puts his hands on her, starts 
praying and ashalalala, right? Yeah, speaking in tongues. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, she falls out. I'm like, he killed her. That's it. Oh, no. <laughs> so well, that's roller it's over. Emotions. And, uh, you know, a couple minutes later, she got up and started running up and down the, the aisles of the church. Holy shit. Yeah. It was, that's like shit you only fucking hear about, like, you I know, with, like the Benny Hens and all that yeah. stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up with all that stuff around me, too, when my dad decided to stop being a rock star and wanted to go fucking full-fledged Bible thumper. So that's like stuff that you just like see on TV, but you actually got to see that with your own I, eyes. It was crazy shit I've ever seen in my life. Does that make you a believer now? It did for a long time, and I was really cemented in my belief because I'm like, God showed me a miracle. It would be like the worst form of blasphemy to just ignore him after this. Like Absolutely, he literally yeah. showed me a miracle but um i gotta it's hard for me that's a the christianity thing is real hard subject for me because it was forced upon me same you know so much throughout my life and i'm gay obviously i don't know if you guys knew that i didn't but (laughs) i had no idea (laughs) i know i know it's weird don't tell anybody did you always know that you were gay or i did okay so you were just born and i didn't know what it meant i just knew that i was not interested in the boys at all yeah and i just i felt really uncomfortable but excited when I looked at girls. Right, right, right. <laughs> so um, that was a that was an issue for me and my mom. So after mom gets healed, mm-hmm. she goes home and she everything... threw all of her medicine away. Really? And when she got divorced her husband, test. she she did. You know what? She she was married to a man. Okay. For the first part, like I don't even remember. Like I just there was a dude, right? And she was married to him, right. and then she divorced him when she got better. So I mean, my right. memories are a little sketchy, no you know, pre six you years were old. Young, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she left him, and then we went and moved in uh, with my grandparents. They were both sick. She took care of both of them till they died. Wow. So. so she literally went to this church service, was healed, came home, threw out all of her stuff. Kicked dude to the curb. You guys moved in with the grandparents. How old are you? How long do you guys stay with them? Until they died. Oh, she well. still. I we still own the house. Okay. Um, gotcha. My grandfather left it to her and his will. And then when I was in the military, she gave it to me. Mm-hmm. But then she divorced after after I, I moved out at eighteen. She married another man, mm-hmm. um, who she divorced. <laughs> gotcha. And and she was gonna come back and live with me. Um, in the house and I was like I'm gonna go back to Florida you can have it oh, that was <laughs> you're good I love her very much but we cannot live together gotcha so teenage Jesse talk to me I would have eaten a cat turd if you told me to get me high <laughs> oh so you were an addict oh big time I never w- knew that you know it's a, that's a hard one for me I don't know if you'd say I was an addict I think so I was that's just the Aquarius in you yeah that's the Aquarius in you I always try to tell everybody I don't know if I was an addict because I really had anxiety but I fucking overtook my medicine you know Oh, no, I, I, I did as many drugs as I could get my hands on. Yeah. yeah. But it was more of just like a partier. It was type. a partier and attention. Okay. I was an attention whore. I'm not going to lie. So you, you weren't know? like addicted to anything? You just... I was addicted to attention. Okay. Gotcha. And the more fucked up I got, the more attention, you know, I got. Gotcha. I could, I, at that point, I hadn't figured out what to do good. Right. I, I had no outlets. I had no way to, I hadn't figured out how to do good yet. You know, right. I just hadn't found that in yeah. me. When did this start? About, I mean, I sm- first time I smoked weed, I think I was like 10 or 11. Oh, wow. So On young. a trampoline. Oh, yeah. my God. Who had the weed? Um, I was being babysat by... It's always the fucking babysitters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always the babysitters doing I, some weird shit. I think my mom and my babysitter's sister had gone to a church service, and I talked her into letting me stay home. And I went over to her sister's, her friend's house, whose little sister watched us. 
Okay. Me and, me and the, the girl's two kids. Okay. So and she had weed and smoked it on a trampoline. I jumped so high I didn't think I was coming down. Oh, <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Never been able to get that high again. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Dude, I remember the first time I got high. It was they were we were driving to this fucking um arcade called Mary Kay's and the whole time I was so fucking high I thought we were going to Marie Callender's. <laughs> so when we pulled up to a fucking arcade, I was like, "Where the fuck is Marie Callender's? I'm fucking starving." Um so okay, you were rebellious. You started you smoked weed. What did that go into? What kind of other drugs were you doing? Oh, well, I mean, for a long time it was mostly just weed. When I probably when I was 12 or 13, you know, 13, I started eating pills. Mm, wow. And that was like, I was just like tic tacs, just pills. I didn't care what kind it was. Would it get me high? I'm going to eat it. Wow. I can't believe I'm alive, honestly. That's crazy. Yeah. That is such a young age to be just popping pills. By the time I was 15 or 16, that's when, you know, like I said, I would have eaten a cat turd if you told me to get me high. <laughs> Two if it was good. Were you still <laughs> going to school and like getting good grades or how is that working out for you? Oh, man. Um, I got kicked out of high school the second week of my 10th grade year. Oh, for what? <laughs> it was an accident, first of all. <laughs> I know. Listen, um, it, you're talking assault and battery upon a board employee. Oh no! What I was in a fight on the bus, and the, oh, gotcha. the bus driver like we had knocked the shit out of each other, and one's over here on this side of the bus, and one's over there on that side of the bus, and we're coming back at each other. Here comes a bus driver, mm. and I went to cold cock the shit out of this girl and next thing you know i knocked the fucking bus driver out oh no they kicked me out of the whole school system that's a fucking accident (laughs) you didn't deserve that i had a little bit of a reputation at that point i'd already gotten into a lot of trouble for fighting me too got picked on a lot you know me too i got jumped and then i fucking started beating the fuck out of everybody and that's it and when you knock somebody the fuck out people stop fucking with you that is the highest level of fuck around and find out yeah no that's exactly what happened to me i got bullied so i became the bully and literally, but the thing was, I wasn't a bully that went looking for fights. I would fucking finish it though. Yeah. Like, you're not going to talk to me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like for real, like we fuck around and find out exactly like you said. Um, so you're getting in trouble. Where's mom at during all this? How, is she like, she's losing it. You know, she's just like trying to keep control of her damn kid. Um, we were, we were really poor because my mom didn't work and, what she told me is like i can't keep a job because you're always in trouble i gotta give that to her you know i guess that makes sense right um but yeah i was hell on wheels absolutely (laughs) i really was and i'm not proud of that you know my 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 rough past has created a person who i really do love today i love i love myself i think that you know i've grown tremendously from where i came from Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i put my poor mom through hell that's part of your story though part of your journey um so i heard you say that you went to the military how old were you when you went to the military i actually enlisted when i was 21 okay um did you, did you graduate? Sorry, not to mean to cut you off. No, I okay. didn't. I got kid. I went to private school for just a few months. I convinced my mom to let me quit and go get my GED. Oh, gotcha. so and I was like, Mom, hold, just let me, just let me quit, please stop. Don't make me go to this private school. <laughs> and she, she eventually was like, Fine, but you have to go to the community college and take GED classes. 
So I agreed to that. And mm-hmm. when I was supposed to go take those classes, I went and got fucked up with my friends <laughs> instead. Oh, no. <laughs> but I killed the GED. Right. Like I, I passed it with flying colors. Love and it. Funny story, two of my friends that I went to high school with, their senior year, they were like, fucking Jesse Lawless got kicked out like two years ago. Went and took the GED and she's she ain't got to go to school. Let's do that. We're going to do that. <laughs> Both of them failed twice. That's crazy. I, I actually know. passed my, and I am not a test taker. I am the worst test taker ever in the world. I passed mine the first time too. Nice. I got kicked out for fighting. They, nice. they they wouldn't let me. I got kicked out of private schools. I got kicked out of church for beating girls up. Oh shit. I mean, it was crazy. I got kicked finally got kicked out of Las Vegas High School and had to take my GED. Went the first time and fucking nailed it. Nice. So yeah. No, yeah. I, I totally I respect that. Respect. Respect. Back at you. <laughs> so you went to the military. What was behind that decision? When I was 17, I had ran away from home and I'd been gone for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that I considered actually like using intravenous drugs. Mm -hmm. And I watched my buddy do it and, you know, they did the whole thing. And yeah. And I watched him and it freaked me out. And man, I was in just, just beat down trailer park in Alabama. And there was this guy in the trailer next to us. And he, I mean, was, I never should have been there. He was a nice enough guy. I mean, he was cool or whatever. So I got kind of freaked out by the situation. And yeah. um, he had drugs. So I went over yeah. to his trailer and did his drugs um, without having to shoot him up. Mm. And I just woke up the next morning and I was like, what, what movie is this? <laughs> and he was like, that's the news. And I was like what and about that time the second plane hit the second tower oh my gosh and i was like holy fucking shit he was like you want some of this tylox and i was like sure and i called my mom i was like hey mom uh i want to go to the to the army and i'll tell you where i'm at if you promise to take me to the recruiter station she's like there's no fucking way no she didn't say fucking because she's a woman of god at that point she's like there's no way yeah and i was like well i ain't gonna tell you where i'm at then and she was like listen just tell me where you're at I promise I'll take you to the recruiter station. My mom's a woman of her word. She would never make a promise she wouldn't keep. I was like, all right. I told her where I was at. And she took me to the recruiter station. They made me take an ASVAB. And I nailed it. What's like, ASVAB? It's the the test that you take to determine how smart you are for the military. Wow. What job you can take. Mm-hmm. You know, what job you can do. Um, and I took the ASVAB. And they are like, your daughter has a lot of opportunity Aww. in the Army. And... um my mom said, I promised because they wanted her to sign release forms because I was only 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, I promised to take you to the recruiter station. I did not promise to sign anything. Oh, she didn't want to lose you. I was fucking furious. Uh-huh. I, pro- I was probably one of the biggest fits I ever threw. She didn't think you were serious is what happened. I was I don't know why not. I yeah. never showed her <laughs> any reason not to believe me when I said when anytime I say I'm going to do something, I've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it's a gotta long, be an Aquarius. Long-standing <laughs> reputation for that. Yeah, that's crazy. She didn't want to lose you. That, or she might have been scared that she wouldn't have got you back. You know. Right. Well, you know, it was the the towers got hit that day. I decided to go enlist in the army the day that everybody <laughs> realized we were about to go to war. She was like, "She's a fucking crazy person. I'm not letting her do this shit." So, where how were you? Did you have girlfriends and stuff during high school? Did your mom know that you were gay? I came yet? out to her. Um, probably when I was like 15 or so I wrote her a letter and she cried and looked up and asked God what she did wrong (laughs) oh so that was awesome um (laughs) 
she she didn't approve it also i mean any girls that i was involved with it was usually like secret you know i was everybody's secret little fling back then nobody wanted to admit to well our age yeah people were not i was banging my neighbor my next door neighbor with socks in my pocket giving her hickeys on her neck dude like i've always liked girls (laughs) it's crazy because like i love dudes i love men i love feeling you know just penetration but fucking i've always loved women too ever since i was a little girl I've always made out with girls. I've like that's always been my thing. It's like it's weird. It's like once you know, you know. But in our generation of growing up, that shit was hidden. Like mm-hmm. nobody talked about it. Nobody talked about the little girls playing house and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was a lot of uh teenage girls little secret mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. How'd that make you feel? It sucked. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like I was, they were ashamed mm-hmm. of me, but it wasn't that we're in the south. We're in a tiny town in Alabama, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I don't know how they didn't know with as fucking tiny as that town was. I mean, everybody knew that I was gay. No, no, no. I mean, like, even oh, like the little girls right. hooking up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't know how nobody knew. They were too afraid of anybody finding out. We were mm. pretty cool pretty quiet about it i mean a lot of the interactions that i had with girls were like my friends mm. and we'd sleep in the same bed together and then something would happen in the middle of the night and then we just pretend like it never happened right gotcha and then we just kept spending the night with each other <laughs> pretending like it wasn't happening right oh poor jesse just looking for love and <laughs> just okay. wanting There's to be loved plenty of girls out there that say that they hooked up with me that did not so it's even it's a balance <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i bet they're wishing they spoke up now for sure <laughs> we'll get to that part though um okay so you and your mom wouldn't sign the paperwork what happens next um i did more drugs you know i just went on a rampage um what do you well what void do you think you were filling with the drugs you still think it was for attention or? i didn't think that I was I didn't like my life I just didn't like my life and I think honestly I was just trying to slowly off myself oh um I I can't think of I just hated it hated everything about my life you know there was a lot of fucked up things that happened Mm. in my childhood that just kind of fucked me up honestly can we talk about some of them there's some bad doctors out there Mm. you know I don't want to go into too much detail about it but there was my mom spent a lot of time you know in the hospitals and stuff and um, she, she had a physician that just got a little bit too fucking comfortable with me. He ended up being my babysitter for a little while. Oh no. I had a really, really cool babysitter that kind of saved me from him. And she was my hero. She's my favorite person. And then she died of a brain, a brain aneurysm. So the mm. only person that I ever felt was a hero to me, I lost. Right. So I just and hated. you had this fucking gross old man touching you or... Yeah, it was molesting you. I'm so sorry that happened to you. You know, I don't reflect back on that. Um, Did your mom know that that was going on? I told her, you know, later. Mm. Um, Not too much later. I mean, it was it was right after she was better. You know, I didn't want to tell my mom that because she was sick, and I just you just don't want to add to the pain that's already going on. When she got better, I told her because he was still babysitting me. Mm. So I told her, and she didn't believe me. So you felt like you weren't protected. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, you know, losing my baby, Becky, the one who saved me from, from him, uh, that was, I think that was probably one of the things that. How did she save you? She literally saved me. Like I called her from his apartment and I was like, will you please come over? His name was Dr. Don. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't even know if he's still alive now. Oh, if he is, like I hope somebody fucking gets his I feel ass. like evil lives forever. It's yeah. It's like, it's crazy. He was pretty old. 
then. Yeah. You know, he was probably in his like late fifties at least. Oh, then hopefully he died a slow death. Yeah, hopefully. But uh, you know, I called her and I was like, Hey, will you please come get me from Dr. Don's apartment? And she came over and he had me sitting in his lap and I was just like, like blink twice for help. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was giving her that look and she saw it and she grabbed me. She was like, you know what? I'm just going to take Jesse to my apartment. You don't even need a babysitter anymore. I'll take over from here. And mm-hmm. I never had to stay with him again. Oh, that is so sweet. I think I was about 10 years old when she died of a brain aneurysm. Mm. God, that's got to be so fucking I think that might have been, you know, now that I'm looking back, that might have been the, me entering into my villain era right no definitely i knew there had to have been something that triggered it because you know you know i know we're born rebels but the drug use you were numbing something you know something sort of was hurting you or something i think i just didn't want to be here in any way that i could rightfully so if you think about it jesse you were getting molested the one person that actually protected you that wasn't your mom fucking came and saved you and then she passes away like, that's fucking brutal, man. Like, you got to realize that that's very traumatic and that's something that you've gone through and it's affected your life, you know? I like to try to, you know. Push it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just push it away. There's no point in thinking about the sad stuff, you know? No, that's- I get it. But I will give you this advice, and I gave the same advice to Trashley. I never dealt with depression until I hit 40 years old. And two days after I hit 40 years old. Granted, okay, like I had 40 years old, January 22nd, January 24th, I was, I had a suicidal depression that I had never dealt with in my life. And it was fucking terrible. It was horrific. And all the trauma that I fucking never dealt with, I had for the next, literally, I've been on my spiritual journey from 2020 till now. I'm a completely different human. If you would have met me last year, I was a shell of a human because I had so much anxiety and just so much depression that I was going through. And it was a battle, but you have to deal with it sometime in your life because if not, it comes out in other ways. You'll deal with it when you want to. I'm not preaching to you, but you'll know when it's time for you to work through it and to when you're going to have to revisit it and stuff like that. And when you do, I have a great therapist who can help you <laughs> and you can do zoom calls with him and everything. He's great. And I've, trust me, I fucking did the dirty work because finding a fucking therapist that actually like you want around you and like to be able to confide in and like in anything like that is really hard. You have to date your therapist, you know, and f- date in quotations, not really date them. Um, but you know, to find somebody that you trust and that can help you actually really work through shit. So whenever you're ready. So, um, moving on to your military thing, uh, when did you get to go? Did you ever yeah, really get after to my go? major drug bender? That's when I decided to do crystal meth. So right after I, used I was to smoke it, man, I'd snort it, smoke it, whatever mm-hmm. I could get it in my face. I'd eat it on a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, meth is woof. God, I I cocaine's older brother, dude. I over on weird uncle. Yeah, there (laughs) you go. Weird uncle. Fucking, I overdosed on glass. I did six lines of glass in this nostril, six lines of glass in this nostril, and when I tell you that that was the fucking defining moment of my life that something was fucking wrong dude and I still kept doing drugs afterwards but I'll never forget how I felt when I overdosed on glass it was terrible um so you went on this drug bender you fucking are doing meth yeah I I ended up overdosing on pills oh what kind of on top of my house and just ate a handful of fucking pills it's just like Lortabs and Oxycontin and fucking Xanax, mm. Percocets, fucking just a handful of pills. Smorgasbord. Yeah, I just fucking ate all of them, and I was in the 
hospital for two weeks. Oh my God. What happened? I was trying to not be here. No, I get that. What happened when you (laughs) took the pills? Did you pass out? Yeah. I I actually, um, I had the phone, the cordless phone back when like we used house phones uh, up there with me. That was like my spot. I hung out on top of my house a lot. Yeah. Um, so apparently my cousin called me and she somehow talked me down from on top of the house and I walked in the front door and just collapsed and started mm. seizing out and throwing up and my mom sent me to the hospital or called the ambulance and shit. And that was a that was a defining moment for sure. Yeah. You know? I kind of I kind of slowed down a little bit. I was still I was still doing drugs after that. I went and spent a little bit of time with my dad. But So you you met dad when I was 14. 14, okay. Mm-hmm. I told my mom if she didn't help me find him that I was going to go find him myself and I'd ran away enough times at that point she knew I was not fucking around. Right. So, so what was it like meeting your dad for the first time? I'm a clone. Oh. Like, Do you guys get, still have a relationship now? Oh yeah, he's my best friend. Oh, we love dad. Yeah, we love dad. That's uh, awesome. Like I said, I felt like the stork dropped me off, you know, and yeah. when I met my dad, I'm a clone. He's just Big, tall, broad-shouldered, red-headed, very handsome fella. Uh, you know, and mom's hot, dad's hot. Look he's what we got. Charming. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's very charming. Like oh. I see where I get it from. You know, we. Yeah. I, I really am an, a replica of this man. I but love um, that. was it easy when you first met him? Did it just like, or was it like an awkward stage after you met him? Well, I was. You know, Fort. I grew up just like this feral child. <laughs> in the woods yeah quite literally right that's where i spent all my time and um he had built a multi-million dollar seafood company so he was doing quite well for himself and he came down he looked at me he was sitting in my front yard we were busting open dungeness crab he brought me some seafood i love seafood couldn't afford it so he brought me some crab and he looked at me he said baby do you realize that you live in poverty oh I knew I was poor. I didn't know I was that poor, but I was. Um, so did your mom just hide you from him or she just never told him she was pregnant? Man, their story. It's crazy. My, mo- my mom won a bikini contest um, behind a hotel in Panama City Beach. And my dad, my dad's a successful real- realtor He's yeah. in real estate. He's been a pretty high profile developer in Tallahassee. I don't want to say too much about his past, but my, my dad embodied the bad boy image. Mm. He was he was a gangster a little bit, you know. Um, my dad was badass. I don't, I don't know where I get it from. So, <laughs> Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But my mom won a bikini contest out of thousands of women. Uh, spring break, nineteen eighty two, on Panama City Beach. My mom won the contest, and my dad mm. said, "I want that one." And he Aww. got her, and I was probably conceived that night. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so it was a, you were, it was a spring spring break fling kind of. Yeah, they went to. Um, my dad had some some business to attend to in texas um and he told my mom she couldn't go and she said i'm going he said you're not going she said i'm going she went um (laughs) and then he went to handle some things say that and he came back and my mom was on the hood of a cop car two men had gotten to a fight at the bar over her because she wanted to go with him to the business meeting and he said no here's some money go to the bar do your thing Two guys got into a fight over at the bar, and one of them left in the cop car, and one of them left in an ambulance. Oh, no. My dad woke her up the next morning and said, you can go anywhere you want, but you can't stay here. Oh. So she said, well, I'm pregnant. He was like, I don't believe you. She, My mom destroyed her inside. She shot herself in the stomach in her early 20s, so all the doctors said that she wouldn't be able to have kids. Wow. It was impossible. She told my dad that story, so they didn't use any 
contraceptives. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she went to Bakersfield, California, and she called him again. She said, Andy, I'm pregnant. And he was like, I don't believe you, but here's some more money. <clears throat> here's some more money, and um, good luck. If you ever try to contact me again, you will be speaking to my attorney. She was Aww. like, all right, fuck you then. And she raised me until I was 14. And I was like, if you don't help me find him, I'm going to find him. Aww. And that brings us to me finding him. So he was receptive and meeting you. Yeah, he, he genuinely didn't believe what my mom. What a good dude. Though, finally, you know, like knowing the truth, like, oh, shit, I really got a kid. Let me go meet my kid. Right, there is no need for a paternity test. Yeah. I'm literally just a fucking clone. Oh, I We have that. the exact same crooked teeth on our bottom row. Oh, like, I have my dad's arms and elbows and feet. Like, it's weird, the shit we get from our dads, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, he made me a fucking linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so he looked at you and he said baby do you know that you live in poverty what happens then does he take you guys out of that he sure did oh yep he uh he got us an apartment in uh one of the fanciest neighborhoods in tallahassee florida it's called Killarn. anybody knows tallahassee you know that's a fancy fucking area yeah he got us a place there and he put me in um the one of the best schools around he took me shopping he got me you know geared up to look like one of the cool kids and Mm. finally i just wasn't that you know rough around the edges little poor kid I was yeah. one of the cool kids, which was, and you know, as you know, like your appearance, your your clothes. If, I mean, I was wearing all Tommy Hilfiger back then. Yeah. They called me Tommy Girl. Could, that was crazy for me. I love that. I but were you still using drugs when you were in Florida, or after you got taken out of Alabama? I don't think up? I've ever not smoked weed since I was ten years old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was still. Yeah, I was still dabbling, right. you know, but was, not le- nothing like after the overdose and stuff like that. Well, that was before. Okay. The overdose. Okay, gotcha. So I was, I was in a better place. I saw hope. Right. I saw a different path. I, I saw potential. Gotcha. So I chilled a little bit, you know. Sometimes um, hope is all we need, you know. I really was. Hope I was on really the basketball was, team. I was yeah. a starting point guard for the varsity team. Like, it was. It was a whole new world. Yeah. And then him and my mom. My mom is a <laughs> wonderful lady, but <laughs> she is hard to have a conversation with sometimes. She, some women just raise their voice real fast. Mm-hmm. She's one of them women. Quick tempered. I don't know if I'd say tempered. She's a very small woman. She, it's it's all vocal. It's never physical. Right. You know, she never. Right physically did anything to me she hollered at me like hell though um (laughs) she hollered at my dad just a couple too many times and it was the most dramatic thing you'd ever seen my mom's standing at the top of the stairs hollering at my dad my dad's standing at the bottom stairs hollering at my mom it's raining it's like downpouring it looked like a scene from a movie and i'm crying i'm like dad please don't leave yeah you're like i just got you back right and we were there for like maybe a year mm-hmm. and uh were they were they dating or were they oh no not no. at all he's remarried oh yeah he was remarried when i met him mm. um well that was nice of his wife to like ex- you know because a lot of wives will not fucking well okay <laughs> she's like no she was cool <laughs> like patty was cool you know we we got i could tell she didn't really care for me though right just this little wild animal coming into their house right. i was I had no home training at all right um but you know she stuck it out <laughs> she did training good. and and you know i've heard from multiple so- sources that you know my father and patty never planned on having children 
until I showed up. Oh. Next thing you know, I got a little brother. Oh. So she wasn't going to let me have that spotlight for too long. No. But whatever. You know, I see what she went through and I see how women can be triggered emotionally. And if that's what she needed to feel secure in their relationship, then yeah good for her i'm glad i have my little brother he's awesome yeah. he's almost close? as cool as i am oh are you guys close i wouldn't say like i mean yes and no mm-hmm. we don't really get to he lives in tallahassee he's also a realtor mm-hmm. um a very successful one at that so mm-hmm. he's busy he just proposed to his girlfriend Aww. if you're listening bubba congratulations uh-huh. um but yeah he's a he's a he's a great guy we don't get to communicate a lot because he's very busy i'm very busy and we live hours away from each other yeah but you know if he ever called me and said hey let's hang out i would i'd probably come hang out oh i love that so mom and dad are yelling at each other what happens after that moving truck showed up the next day he was like all right you guys Uh, gotta go he gave me that trait i'm real i'm real quick to just cut and dry all right it's over let it go just let go so a uh, moving truck showed up, and he, I remember him saying, I'm sorry, baby, but I got to put some distance between you and uh, between your mother and my, me. So he sent you guys back to Alabama? Sure did. Oh, god! Back to that little shack. No. Uh, but, I mean, I can't blame him. Like, my mother's the type of person that could make you do things that you wouldn't normally do. I, I just feel like that our generation of parents um, didn't realize the trauma that they inflicted on us, you know? And I just feel like there's maybe he could have, like, put a mediator in between you guys <laughs> instead of being so, right? you know, bringing a kid out, giving him the world, and then fucking shipping him back. Like, I mean, you know, she's, she sued him for child support after she swore that she wouldn't. You know, he mm. spent a lot of money moving us to Florida and paying the rent on the apartment and everything else. Um, I don't know. I think my mom just thought that, like, he owed us more. Right. I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was good. Um, so she sued him for child support, and that pissed him off pretty bad. So... I was taken care of fine, a little bit better financially. Right. You know, but that was... But still, you didn't have your dad. That sucked. Yeah, like, no amount of money can ever make up for, you know, having I your... still got to go to Florida from time to time and spend time with him. So, I mean, yeah. he, he always kept his pet his foot to the pedal on our relationship. Yeah, that's so. good. So, you're, you're back in Alabama. You're fucking just a wild hyena. Yeah, doing, back on drugs. And then this is after... This is when the uh, overdose happens. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So you went to the hospital. You spent two weeks in the hospital. What did, were they holding you for like a mental hold or something? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was in the ICU for two days. Mm. Um, and then after that, you know, straight to the mental facility. Mm. They thought you were trying to kill yourself or did you tell them you were trying to kill yourself? Um, I told them. Yeah. Because I'm a genius. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you never realize how much shit you're in until you're in the shit. You know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, exactly. maybe I shouldn't have said that. Man, I always let my mouth overload itself. Yeah. So what was that like? Oh my God. I mean, just people who were just very emotionally unstable. <laughs> right. Um, I actually met a girl. I, almost, I kind of forgot about that. I met a girl in there and she, in the mental hospital. I don't remember her name. Oh, okay. But we were writing love letters back and forth to each other. <laughs> I ended up, uh, when I, when we got out, we, we stayed in contact. I went over, I don't even remember where it was. I was in Birmingham somewhere. We met up and I kissed her one time. Oh, I never talked. I don't even remember her name. Oh, <laughs> it 
it's just like a little mental ho- mental hospital love affair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she said, I just met up with her and kissed her. Yeah, I did. That was it. <laughs> I love that. So after the men- after you get out of the mental hospital, you're you're just like, bro, I need to change my life. I met a girl. Okay. And not I'll- the mental hospital girl. Not the mental hospital okay. girl. Uh, <laughs> I met a girl and um still doing drugs. Mm-hmm. But um, I met this girl, and she was, at that point in my life, she was probably the prettiest girl I'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. And she was married. Mm -hmm. One of my friends called me and said, Jesse, I met the girl of your dreams, and you can't have her. Oh, what a dick. (laughs) I was like, fuck you. (laughs) Um, And then I met her, and I was like, fuck, dude. But I'd never What's your type? um, Man, I mean, it depends. I've got kind of different branches mm-hmm. of my type okay um because i know every girl right now listening wants to know what jesse lawless's type is <laughs> well i mean especially now that you just announced you're single <laughs> <laughs> those dms are about to be flooded i mean i feel like divinity was a 10 yeah no she was beautiful um i i uh, is beautiful yeah she's she's a beautiful girl um i'd say I mean, man, divinity is kind of the standard at this point, man. Oh, like, shit. I, I love dark hair. Yeah. I love light eyes. I love tan skin. Yes. I love tattoos. So kind of like your mom, right? Like oh, the man. dark hair, like, you know, I, every dude. Divinity I've ever... said that to me. She's like, you got fucking mommy issues. <laughs> I probably no, do. listen, I have daddy and mommy issues. It's okay. We, we love the issues around here. But I, all the dudes that I dated before Jay all looked like my dad, you know, so. Yep. I mean, I've, it sounds fucking weird, Bill. Ew. But, you know, Bill's my dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I love tall, dark-haired musicians. That's my shit. Yeah, I love tiny, little tan women. Aww, I've I love dated, that. um, a lot of my exes have been, um, biracial or, um, mostly, like, Chloe was black, mm-hmm. mostly, and um, Dominican, and, mm-hmm. Um, I think her, her grandmother was mixed. Chloe was the one before Divinity, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. I think I might have seen something online about Chloe, too. I don't think I've ever seen her, but I think I saw, like, a comment or something about her, and I was just like, huh? But, I, you know, I don't get into people's business. Um, So you met a girl. I did. Who was it? Her name was Shelby. Aww, and Shelby. she's, you know what? She's one of my absolute best friends to this day day that's so awesome she broke my fucking heart son of a bitch <laughs> isn't that crazy how it works like yeah, I, they break your heart and you still give them friendship for the rest of their lives she's an incredible person she yeah. she never faltered like there she didn't break up like we she didn't break my heart because she fucked up she didn't like cheat on me or do anything like that i was still fucked up right. i was still fucking eating xanax well like, she was married right she left her husband for me wow you got it like that jesse i i believe i don't know i think that counts up to five now women who have left their husbands wow i love that oh man it's rough <laughs> oh I but, hate that uh, then. <laughs> <laughs> she left her husband we were together for about a year mm-hmm. and i just didn't get my shit together damn it i well, just you were so young too i was i was like 18 years old yeah you know um i met her right on either the day after or like the day before my birthday my 18th mm-hmm. birthday and uh, we moved to florida and man she was the best thing that ever happened to me mm-hmm. i ain't even gonna lie that girl is the best thing that ever happened to me um that's crazy she, that you can still say that this long 100 percent yeah after her daughter was like two like just barely two years old at the time obviously if you get left for a lesbian you're gonna be bitter as fuck oh, so yeah the kid's dad um who's a 
total piece of shit. I'm not going to get into that because that's not my business to tell. Right. But um, he uh, he was trying to take, he was threatening to take the kid away. Because mm. in the 90s, that right. was still a big deal. Yeah, that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a lesbian? We're going to take your fucking kids. You're a bad parent. Yeah. So um, when he started threatening to take the kid, it, Shelby couldn't. She was like, I love you, but you're a fucking psychopath and you're putting me in jeopardy like if they see your behavior right you're gonna get my kid taken from me i understand that yeah i get it i 100 totally. got it and i was just she never dead. got back together with him did she she did damn it she did after we broke up we uh she got back together with him for like six months yeah uh, i might have been like a year or something like that i didn't really keep up but um yeah they broke up again and i was like hey, <laughs> i don't even care if i'm with her or not i'm just glad that he's not you yeah know? just a douche she bag. was a piece of shit but Aww. she's a wonderful person and he, she stayed close to me you know she if i ever need anything she literally drove across the state of florida one time because i needed her my car broke down like in tampa or Aww. some shit and she came and like rescued me when's her birthday uh, October the 10th. Oh, Libra. How crazy. Nope. Libra. I lied. It's the 13th. October 13th. Libra. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Both yeah. She's science. incredible. I love her. I love yeah. you, Shelby. Ah, <laughs> uh, Shelby, we love you. So after the breakup, what happens then? Is that when you go off to the military? Um, no, I kind of settled in, you mm-hmm. know, and just established myself. She had really taught me, you know, the the foundation of being an adult mm-hmm. you know she kind of showed me what she helped me open she up. older than you she was 23 okay at and the you time were just and turned i was 18 i okay. just turned 18 so she kind of like taught me how to open up a bank account and stuff like that um she made me save money yeah when when we broke up she sent me away with like 1200 bucks oh she's like here you save this much money because i would just come home give her my check and she would cash it and you know, put the money in the drawer. Aww. So when I when just I save it for you, yeah, she was awesome, man. I love that. So she sent me away like I think it was like twelve hundred bucks or some shit, and mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Um, I think after that, I just I just tried to like be better. Like I saw I had hope, I had hope again. Yeah. You know, I had a job. Couldn't get a job in the town I grew up in because you either were you either owned the coal mines or you worked in the coal mines. Right. Kids can't work in the coal mines. No. <laughs> so um, you know, it's, it's a tough job for anybody, much less a fucking child. Right. So um, I had a job. I had money. I, I saw potential. You know, I work harder, I get more money, and that's when everything kind of started to click. But. I'd always wanted to be a soldier. Yeah. I always wanted to be a hero. I just wanted to be somebody's hero. Aww. I was obsessed like with Becky, that. right, Becca? Right, like was. Becky. Becky was yeah. for you. Becky was my hero. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care like what avenue I had to take to be a hero. I just wanted to be a hero, and I wanted. I'd really prefer to do it in a really cool uniform. Yeah, care. just be a badass. Yeah, I oh, just wanted oh, to embody. Soldiers are badasses, dude. Dude, I fucking lied my ass off about so much shit when i was a teenager like i made things up because i just wanted to sound cool right you know and at some point i was like i'm gonna stop lying and i'm gonna do the cool shit yeah so that i'll stop getting caught in these embarrassing lies of trying to like portray something that you weren't right so instead of uh trying to pretend to be the thing that i wanted to be i became it yeah so I, love that. I, I went in uh i mean i enlisted i got into another relationship with a woman who left her husband <laughs> for me they were uh, married for 10 years that is your repertoire man it's really not <laughs> <laughs> she's like i don't want to be in these love triangles anymore man but and 
Deb. We love Deb. We love her. Deb. Fucking, Deb was after yeah. Shelby. I've had these incredible women come into my life and just like take care of me. Yeah. You know, structure me, teach me. Um, Deb was 30. Wow. And, and I was 19. Mm. And um, we were together for five years. Wow. Yeah, she taught me so much. You know, she taught me how to balance my checkbook. She taught me how to put my shoes away instead of just like leaving them in the middle of the living room. You know, Aww. she's like, I got two kids. I don't need another one. Pick yeah. your shit up. Oh, I love My that. mom didn't have money, so she just babied me. Right. I never had to do chores. I never had to do anything. I just had to go to church. Aww. So... Deb was awesome. We love Deb. I think mom might have felt a little guilt too for being sick and, you know. Maybe, I can see that for sure. Yeah, you know, so she probably just wanted you to just have, she, you already had it hard enough. She didn't want to make it hard for you at home like that. Yeah, and I got bullied so bad mm. at that stage of my life. You know, mm. I came home crying pretty much every day. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Deb. And then you wanted to go off and you wanted to be somebody else's hero. Explain to us your, you know, going into the military. Um, I told, I told Deb, I was like, I really, I just, I really feel like I'm supposed to be a soldier. Like I, I really want to do this. And I wanted to be a Marine. Oh, that was my yeah. first choice. And she was like, listen, if you're going to run off to be a bullet catcher, can you not be a one of the first bullet catchers? <laughs> she was like, the Marines are the first one to go. They're in the most danger, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it depends on your job. Yeah. She wasn't buying it. Mm. She was like, um, what about the Air Force? You know, she really tried to help guide me in mm. my decision. And I wish I would have chosen the Air Force, honestly, because... Yeah. The army was kind of a shit show. Yeah. I think uh, it's all dangerous, right? Like, is there really a safe space when you're in the 100% service? 100% Air Force is, I mean, it, de it depends on the job. Yeah. It really depends on the job because right. there are people in the Air Force that have a more dangerous job than some people in the Marines. Right. Um, it's just dependent on your MOS. Mm, gotcha. Um, I was a 63 Juliet, which is a quartermaster in chemical equipment repair. Wow. So I worked on like the electrical interfaces of like water purification systems and um, smoke generators, um, heating and air, you know, uh, washers and dryers. Like I was a glorified Maytag man. Yeah. But I did all the, I was a fancy mechanic. Glorified Maytag man. No. <laughs> so, um, how long did you serve for? I was only in a year. Okay. I, um, I hurt myself in basic, oh. but I wouldn't go to sit call mm. because what's sit call? It's the, I'm hurt. Help me. Oh, gotcha. Doctor. Gotcha. You know, I don't really like doctors. Yeah. Well, so, rightfully so. <laughs> I, uh, like, you know, you gotta, if you gotta get fixed, that's where you go. And I didn't want to go because I knew that the, my injury could be significant enough for me to be recycled, which means you don't graduate basic. You got to stay back, heal up and do it again. Oh. And I was like, fuck that. Dude. What kind of injury was it? Hip. Oh, um, femur tibia mm. i had stress fractures oh shit like from my hip to my ankle oh my gosh yeah they, i looked like one of them vases that are just crackled oh, shit how did you do that um carrying too much weight just mm. kind of being too gung-ho i was always the front of the pack um 
I pushed really hard. Yeah. And when I went into basic, I was 117 pounds. Mm. When I came out, I was like 155. Just muscle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was pretty frail at first. Mm -hmm. And I just, my body couldn't take it. Yeah, I pushed too hard. My I was more mentally strong than I was physically. Mind over matter, yeah. So, I mean. But you gave it your all. I did, indeed. Did they di honorable discharge or yeah, whatever? Yeah, I got a yeah. general. A lot happened. Um, yeah. You know, I finished basic. I, I got to AIT. Um, I got to AIT and, and I was all right. Like I was all right enough until we got to phase five and that's when like you get to wear civilian clothes and go off base and, and drink, you get some like regular human privileges back. So I really wanted that. And my phase five PT test was coming up and I knew I was hurt, but I also knew that I had to take this test. Right. And my drill sergeant was like, lawless why are you falling out of formation i'm like listen drill sergeant my my my, my legs hurting real bad i just i'm not real sure what it is but i have my pt test tomorrow so i don't want to go to sick call she goes no private you got to go to sick call i was like please don't make me go to sick call right now i promise i'll go to sick call tomorrow after my after i finish my pt test you know you got to get in your class a's and be yeah. inspected and all this stuff and answer questions about america and shit so yeah. <laughs> um she uh <laughs> She was like, you're not going to pass your PT test private. You got to run two miles. I was like, watch me. Mm. I ran two miles in 17 flat oh. on pretty much a broke hip. Golly. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck. I was drinking beer. Oh. So. <laughs> you're a fucking animal. <laughs> so I went to sick call. got their x-rays back. They were like, you're fucked up. You can't carry any weight at all. Mm. Like, you don't get to even carry your weapon. Like, oh, you know weight. No. Like, you're going to shatter it any minute now. Oh, God. You're lucky I was, you didn't. I was, I had already been invited to go airborne and air assault. Yeah. Which are two very prestigious honors to be, you know, 82nd airborne and 101st. Dude, I was so excited about yeah. that. Like, I'm like, I'm doing the thing. I'm going to be a badass. <laughs> and then they were like, my drill sergeant came to me. And she was like, private you can't jump out of an airplane oh yeah you'll fucking condition. hurt yourself even more so i was supposed to graduate with prestigious honors from ait but i failed my test when my last test I, I shocked myself doing like the physical test and my fucking instructor wouldn't let me retake the test he told everybody else in the class you can retake the test but you can't get more than 70 percent he would not let me read i was cocky i was an asshole Aww. i understand why he was hard on me mm -hmm. but even if he would have let me retake the test to get 70 percent, i would have graduated with honors i right. graduated third in my ait class mm -hmm. and i went to fort hood and i was supposed to deploy and they told me to go to sit call Oh, get x-rayed i didn't <laughs> she said i didn't they told me to go do it again i still didn't then oh i'm i'm pretty sure my squad leader just drove me there herself yeah i was just and, like we gotta figure this and out and the x-rays came back and they were like we we're i was supposed to deploy like two weeks from that moment yeah they're like you can't deploy i'm like what the fuck am i here for mm. what am i doing here i'm not here to clean up the grease spots off your motor pool floor and pick the fucking weeds out of your flower garden get the fuck off me man give me some good shit like yeah. send me over there dude and they wasn't. So oh. in true Jesse Lawless fashion, I threw a fit because I was still a fucking child. And I got <laughs> real fucked up. And I was spending all my time at a strip club. Oh. I met a real pretty girl there. <laughs> but you were still with Deb, right? No, we broke up. Okay, you and Deb we broke, broke up. up when I came out of AIT. Okay, gotcha. So I, uh, I got real, you know, I got real involved in the strip club scene. Made some mm. new friends. Yes. Just having a blast. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Strip clubs are where it strip happens. Strip club in Texas closes at like 3 a.m. Yeah. Um, formations at 5, mm. 6, just depending on, 
your, your squad leader, dance sergeants. In, I danced in Austin uh, at the Palacio, I oh, think is what dude, it's called. I love Sixth Street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Austin's dope. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we, uh, we parted our faces off quite often, and I showed up to formation, uh, you know, 0600, like... <laughs> <laughs> my my squad leader was like hey lawless are you fucked up right now and i was like nope <laughs> and she was like um hey guys hey called it right to attention we were gonna run a mile today but private lawless is fucked up so we're gonna run six. Oh no i threw up the whole time and she told me if you ever come to my formation again i promise you i will take you to the mp station mm. And I did it again about a week later. <laughs> Never. It's like you can't tell an Aquarius not to do something. We're going to do it again. And she was not fucking around. I and fucked you- around and I found out and I did 30 days in, in jail. Oh, no. Took me straight to the MP station. I think I, I don't know what I blew, but it was way over the limit. Wow. Yeah. So I'm in jail. I got out of general under honorable discharge. They understood. Like they, they honestly were pretty like yeah. lenient with my situation because I was I'm a good sure. soldier. Yeah. I'm I was sure. a good soldier. I just, I was an asshole. I'm sure they knew. I'm sure, there's a lot of soldiers that are assholes. I'm sure. <laughs> I told my first sergeant to get in the front lean and rest one time. Oh no. Yeah. That didn't go over well. I was going to say, I couldn't imagine him or mm. her being. It was article 15. <laughs> so you get discharged honorably discharged and again thank you for your service it is veterans day today um what happens next what does jesse lawless do next goodness lord oh i went back to alabama i was trying to really reconnect with my mom mm. you know she had gotten married she was doing really well her husband was a millionaire uh, he owned a coin and jewelry shop, rare collectibles. One thing about mom, she's going to figure it out. <laughs> mom has <laughs> never married not a millionaire. <laughs> Except for that one guy, Fred. That Fred. He, uh, we didn't like Fred. Oh, fuck Fred. <laughs> I mean, Fred like didn't ever do anything wrong, but... Yeah. I don't know. Fuck Fred. Fuck Fred. <laughs> um, but she, my, Janet always married well. Good. You know, she, I love that. she always married well. Um... But she had got married. She's doing real well. So I'm, she was, I was like, I don't know what I'm about to do. I just got out of the army. I was planning on being in the army for like ever. Mm-hmm. So what do I do now? She's like, well, come work with us at the coin and jewelry shop. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to appraise diamonds. And, um, you know, I, I know a lot about uh, sports memorabilia. Um, I got to learn a lot about the history of the United States. Um, some of the items that I held in my hand in that shop were just like mind blowing. Wow. Um, so that was a really cool experience. But did you manage to stay off drugs or did you ever? Yeah. You oh yeah. By that ever... time I was good to go. You're good to go. Yeah. Good. hundred percent good to go. By the time I joined the military, I was like, okay, I've been a complete fuck off yeah. for my whole life. So we're going to do good now. And yeah. that's when I decided to not be a whole ass fuck off. Yeah. Right. Just a half. Yeah, just a little bit, a little sprinkle here. The attitude we'll never get rid of. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. So you're doing jewelry, you're doing all that. Like, you know, what are some highlights from then until? Uh, My mom uh, developed a nonprofit organization. Uh, I were I was her vice president. I I still am on the books, but I don't think the company exists anymore. If it does, I'm still the vice president. But (laughs) we don't know if it's still there. She's certainly not running it. Right. We got hit by an F4 and an F5 tornado. It made an X on the town we lived in. I was pretty much in charge of uh, all of the relief effort that my mom had signed us up for. 
And, um, I mean, I'm taking motorcycle trailers full of diapers, water, just mm-hmm. all the things that you need after a disaster like that. And then my mom just left my stepdad. I had a, um, a BMW 325i and she wanted one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I like Jesse's car. Yeah. And, uh, Doug was like, well, you know, um, we'll, we'll look into that. And I found one online. I was like, mom, this is a cool car. Like I did research. I looked into the people who were selling it and stuff. I was like, this is a cool car. She told Doug, like, I want this car. And he didn't want to buy that for, he wanted to like do more research. Doug's a very thorough man, you know, he was an absolute angel. We love Doug. Aw, shout Um, out Doug. (laughs) So, uh, he did not get her, he bought her an Audi A4, A4, A6. A fancy car. Right. A, a beautiful Audis Audi. Audis are expensive. Yeah, Audis are nice. Um, yeah. And she didn't like it. He bought her the wrong car, so she left him. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> and now she's going to tell you there's a lot more to that story, yeah. but that's it. That's Mom. it. Mom. I, listen, I, I'm never going to say anything bad about Mom because I think she's awesome for raising you, but mom <laughs> what the hell i mean she'd come home to like two dozen long stem roses with oh. a little card that would say i hope you had a good day miss baby oh we love mom too mom's gonna get real pissed if she hears me saying i love doug because she <laughs> so her and doug never got back together no they did not get back damn together. mom stuck to her guns janet does not fuck around yeah well all. i wonder where she that's where you got it from yeah, too. I got it. <laughs> from Boy, both I got sides <laughs> both sides i had there was no way to avoid it so let's move forward. When did you get on TikTok? Mm. I did not want to be on TikTok. Me either. I, I fought, fought it with everything inside me. <laughs> me too. Are we not a lot alike? It's crazy, dude. Literally. I fought Mimi. I was like, I am fucking 40 years old. I am not getting on fucking TikTok. So are you like her assistant manager manager? Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. So manager my- and hairdresser. She owns a salon. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. My assistant at the time was like, you need to be on TikTok. And I was yeah. like, no. And they, now, at the time, they were not they. They were, it doesn't matter. I'm still learning all of this stuff. I am too. Stuff, yeah. But I, they taught me a lot. Right. It was a hard journey. Right. But, you know, I always try to keep an open mind and I want to I wanna respect people as, yeah. as much as I can. Right. Um, I, I don't care what you want to be called. I'm, I'm going to call you what you want to be right. called. Yeah, absolutely. So, um. So they taught me a lot about, about, you know, that whole thing, but back to TikTok, uh, they were like, you need to be on TikTok. Like your haircuts are fucking fire and you could easily go viral. Right. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, again, like you really need to be on TikTok. And I was like, maybe you can like download it. I'm not downloading it. Like right. you can like, make, you can upload the content for you me. Can make a page and you can post videos of my shit i'm not putting the app on exactly what i told her i was like i will be the the source of your content i'll be your muse i'm not doing it right and they were like all right fine flash forward just like a couple weeks they've been managing my tiktok it's doing pretty well i think i'd gone to like five or six thousand in just like a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) I got banned on Facebook for posting a picture of Mark Zuckerberg in a Hitler costume. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? So, yeah, it was basically like, like a picture of Hitler, and then like, they just like superimposed Mark's yeah, face onto like, it. Took my whole fucking page down, and that's what I use for all my hair networking. Facebook right. is ha- hometown, right? You know, um, so I was pretty much small town famous just for like the shit that I did with hair, right? Um, yeah, Facebook doesn't fuck with me either. I'm always in trouble with them. So as soon as my shit came down, I was I couldn't get my page back. Mm. I come to Micah and I'm like, so what's up with this TikTok thing? Mm-hmm. And they were like, you actually have a viral video right now and you're about to hit 10K followers. And I was like, wow, that's, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even realize the potential of TikTok. Right. I was like, wow, 10,000 followers. Yeah. I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was the same way. I literally, um, I think, didn't my Instagram get taken down? And then that's when I was like, so Dude. what's up with fucking TikTok? And then I went over there and I start browsing and I was like, like I forgot what got me addicted, but I think I had like 100,000 followers or something. Like for some reason, it's always followers or have been easy for me to get. And so when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, because it's taken me fucking nine years on fucking Instagram to even reach almost a million. You know, like it's just two different platforms. You over here, you all right, baby? It's like it's sawing logs. So I remember I saw that and I was like, holy shit. And then I just got looped into the fucking wormhole, dude. Yeah, I, I never was like a scroller or mm-hmm. like a watcher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were like, you're going viral right now. And somebody said something about my dreads. Mm. And so, I mean, I don't understand the, the PC of TikTok at this point. Right. I had only been on Facebook and in real life where people just don't say that shit to right. your fucking face. No, it's crazy. You know? Keyboard like, fucking warriors, It's crazy. Man. So somebody said something about my dreads and I clapped back, but like very gracefully. Right. You know, I was like, don't you think that we have enough shit enough division in our country like everybody's mad at everybody for everything like do you really need to yeah. is this is my hair <laughs> that big that of an issue big of a deal yeah. like <laughs> it's my hair it's my hair <laughs> yeah. you ain't gotta it's wear not it not yours I'm not it's making mine. anybody else do it like right I'm, what the fuck you know but the but the way you know i approached it i was like hey you know i just i hope that you, you find a place to put your energy into that's more productive than you know talking shit about my hair on tiktok yeah and everybody was like oh my god she just burned the shit out of this fucker <laughs> and she barely cussed yeah <laughs> you know and then that's what i did that's how i clap back i never cuss at him i'm always and, just like and mm. then one thing led to another and people every time somebody would say something snarky or something rude i would just kind of bend them over my knee and spank them on the butt and Send virtually the yeah you know and yeah. um People loved that. Yeah. I'm a, I used to, I used to be very opinionated. Right. So that we uh, kind of mentioned it to you whenever um, you first came in. Um, when you came onto the scene on TikTok, you were more of a political. I didn't mean to be that. Right. But do you think that maybe because being in the, you know, in the service, maybe that is where it came from or no? Nobody no? knew I was in the army. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I made a video basically saying like, because I it was Gay Pride Month, mm-hmm. and this is the first thing I got canceled for. I've been canceled like five fucking. Times I love you know what? It's just like I told Kelsey when she came on. Nobody ever really gets fucking canceled, right? Literally, yeah. you might get like you're Attempted. in trouble for like fucking a month or two, and then it just fucking blows over, right? So, um, what was I saying? You were talking about uh, this was the first time you got canceled. Yeah, so. I made a video basically saying like, I see all these gay pride videos coming across my page and I'm like, 
why are, why are all these people whining? <laughs> What's going on right now? Like, what is there something I don't know? Like, did I miss something on the news? <laughs> and so I made a video. I was like, listen, guys, we have lit the White House up with rainbow colors. We can get married in pretty much every state. I'm I'm pretty sure at this point we there's nowhere that we can't get married. There's nowhere where you know our love is not recognized. Um, I fought for equality Mm -hmm. i fought to be able to walk down the street holding my girlfriend's hand and not get like a milkshake thrown at me or somebody trying to fucking fight me right i I didn't mean i still wives motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) i did not need to be celebrated right you know and i kind of said that i was like we fought this battle we fought this battle in the 90s yeah like andrew shepherd you know like yeah we've done this like why why is everybody so upset and um and I said at the end of it I was like at the end of the day like you can have your rainbows and glitter my pride flags red white and blue yeah everybody lost their fucking minds but they did I don't even think they knew at that point that I was a veteran right you know and I was a lot more proud of the little bit of service that I did you know I was proud of what the army taught me I didn't right. get to go over, go over to the sandbox but what you said wasn't bad they lost their fucking minds, man. And I said it a couple more times and then I started being inflammatory. Right. I started seeing, I, I got, it got the best of me. I started seeing the views go up mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm just going to poke at these motherfuckers. Right. And it was a mistake. Right. It was a mistake. Um, they're, just, I, they're literally a fucking hornet's nest. They're oh, waiting to attack anybody. A hundred percent. If it's not you, it's the next person. Like they just want to be pissed off about something. Yeah, so that kind of brought me into political TikTok and, you know, people started asking I don't me, ever want to be on political TikTok. I that, was, they're scary. I was there. deep in there for a second. And, You're a brave and one. I didn't, I was there before I knew it. Right. And it was just because I was a lesbian who was, you know, pro Second Amendment, mm-hmm. um, very fuck around and find out. Right. Like, I don't fucking care about your feelings. Let's not wrap ourselves up in an emotional burrito. Let's right. Let's fucking do shit. Yeah. You know? Um. And, and I guess the conservative community really liked that. Yeah. It was appealing. <laughs> um, and next thing. Oh, you're, every, you're, you're everything. They would love to have represent them because it, it makes them look better. You exactly. Know? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and at this point, like, I know gun-toting liberals that I get along with quite yeah, nicely. Absolutely. And I know some pussy-ass fucking conservatives. And that's not necessarily to say that the whole party are those two things, because that's very o- opposite from the stereotype. Mm-hmm. But I don't fucking care who you voted for. I don't care who you love or what you got in your pants or yeah, what you're going to have in your pants absolutely. next week. I don't yeah. fucking care. Are you good to the elderly, the disabled, children and waitresses who wait on you for your food like just how do you treat people in general i'm gonna say something about that (laughs) that was my first red flag with divinity oh i'm a big tipper yeah i I take a lot of pride in that i think that especially after the pandemic and everything these uh these servers are out here bartenders are busting their ass even if you're a fucking barista at a coffee shop like you're doing everything you can to survive we tipped our Instacart driver $200 the other day. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. they were about. homeless. Oh, my God. I wanted to give her 1000 but we couldn't get her fucking cash app. Damn. <laughs> I know. I felt so bad. But I tipped this one Instacart chick in fucking when we were in Denver. She fucking went through great lengths to bring me just bottles of water. And I tipped her like fucking 300 bucks. Like, That's awesome. I just yeah. feel like, you know, they're in the service industry, but 
divinity isn't a good tipper or she just doesn't treat she called well. me on it she was like why are you such a big you need to stop spending so much money tipping these people like mm. you just give them like a dollar and move on oh no you know and i was like like we got into it yeah like that was my first big red flag i was like yeah. i can't be with somebody who has a problem with me trying to bless other people because that's right. my whole thing yes that's, that's my whole fucking thing. I love blessing people. I love knowing that I was the reason why you smiled today, even if it's because I contributed to your life financially. Right. Yeah. That's a big red flag. Somebody who doesn't want you to. I When I first got with Jay, he used to give away money all the time, too. And I would just be like, babe, you know, it's your money. Do whatever you want to do with it. But like, you know, you don't have to do that. And then now I come, I'm, I'm just like him. I just want to fucking help everybody around me that's in my circle and anybody that we can help. So, yeah, I mean, maybe divinity wasn't raised that way. I think it's also ta- taught to maybe or no. I don't know. I got no idea. I'm trying to think of an excuse for her. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I feel thing. bad. So after you finally get a- get away from political TikTok, do you start still growing on TikTok? Like, tell me how TikTok has changed your life. All right. So my page came down. My first page was at 350. We all 000. lost our fucking first pages. Yeah. And yeah. then I made another one. If in a couple of weeks after that, I, I think I hit like 85K. It mm. came down. And I made another one. It's still sitting at like 98K. Never went anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then, We had my first podcast page did that. Really? Literally sat and would not get views, wouldn't get nothing, dude. Yeah. And it's just sitting at 100,000. Yeah. Like if you look at the analytics on the my other page, it, there's not even a for you analytic oh shit <laughs> they're like this bitch does not get any for you she time nothing <laughs> like literally it was all like it wasn't even there yeah like there wasn't even like a zero percent right nothing yeah so um i was like all right well fuck it let's make a new one and this page that i just made went from zero to a million in six weeks wow so this is a new page that you this have is a brand new page wow yeah i was wondering where you went it was actually four weeks because i got i caught a, a permanent ban oh, and shit. i hired a fucking lawyer shout out to Braun law for getting my fucking page back she wow. got my shit back and uh and i hit a, it was altogether four weeks not including the two-week ban including it six wow that's crazy. I didn't know lawyers could get pages back, but now that we know that, that's hey, always amazing. She's a badass. I yeah. If I ever need them, I'm going to be, you need her. I'm going to be hitting you up for oh, sure. No. I get scared all the time. They fucking took my main page in June saying that I was underage. What? Like, yeah. Saying I don't, that I'm 13. Do I look like I'm fucking th- like flattered? I mean, maybe flattered. You look <laughs> Stop it. Really I was young. like flattered, but no, give me my fucking page back. So literally I raised so much fucking hell. They gave me my page back within six hours. Wow. Right? Yeah. I was very, very lucky. Are you not verified on TikTok? Oh, TikTok. Well, I have articles in people magazine jay and i have tons of articles on the internet the podcast is huge over a million downloads a month fucking they will not verify me and i think it's because i'm a sex worker literally even though that's not i don't even represent any part of my sex work on fucking tiktok i have my whole other brand i have two brands i have porn star bunny and then i have fucking this you know business bunny and i think that that stigma just follows me no matter what when they start diving deep i have articles that talk about you know former escort took her implants out and stuff like that so i think that that has followed me and they won't fucking verify me they're very against sex workers fuck them i know it's terrible (laughs) 
But you know what can you do? Hopefully they'll verify me soon. We're gonna tr- we we just keep resubmitting. We're just like, hey, maybe one day somebody will fucking verify me. My backup page just hit a million. So I'm just like, bro, how, what more do I got to do? Right. Whose dick do I got to suck around here? <laughs> okay. Like, come on, just fucking verify my page. <laughs> so what has TikTok done to change your life? Like, are you a full-time creator now? Are you still do hair? I'm like, still doing hair. Okay. Um, I'm trying to like, if I can get like a thousand subscriptions, cause you know, they got the live subscriptions. I just yeah. told everybody, I'm like, when I hit a thousand live subscriptions, I'm going to quit my job and I'm just going to travel around and do hair for free. Yeah. But I can't do hair for free mm-hmm. if I don't have income otherwise. Right. And I'm pretty close. I'm right. getting pretty close, but, um, not to a thousand subscribers, but being able to find a, a route, right. You know, to have income other than, my hair career absolutely yeah you know so um that's the goal i'm actually uh recently one of my bigger brand deals it was just supposed to be a brand deal and the next thing you know i'm part owner of a coffee company yay oh is that the coffee you brought yes yeah, oh coffee very cool yeah, so tell us about that uh savage ship coffee it's premium fucking shit like when they hit me up on cameo because that's how they found me uh-huh. they were like hey make this video like they did like the whole paid business advertisement videos like 350 bucks or something i was like right. i'm gonna make this one good and i read all the things they wanted me to say and i was like i'm not gonna say that i never drink your coffee <laughs> i don't right. even know what your shit tastes like right <laughs> so i said something really short and sweet and they were like we love that i'm sorry for telling you how to do your job i was uh-huh. like glad you like it <laughs> so i ended up like getting really close with the owner like he's almost like a fucking brother to me at this point but wow. he um he was like you know we wanted to offer you a brand deal we talked i told him about the things that i was doing um i just moved a young man from louisiana to florida to try to give him a better life and they were like we love what you do we love the charity that you do um we would actually like to make you a better offer and they offered me equity in the company Aww, that's so, so cool. um, i've been busting my ass for them uh girl you I'm, better be drinking coffee every day on tiktok <laughs> man <laughs> well i'm doing a lot of behind the scenes work too gotcha. you know i'm uh, working with anybody that i can in my community to carry savage sip coffee mm-hmm. um one of my best friends just opened a gun range and he's he's carrying it uh they're they're selling it retail and also serving it and it's getting great reviews so far love it's like grown in volcanic soil at like 1500 to 2000 meters like it's pretty fancy coffee nice well we're gonna give it a taste too i i have to drink like minimal coffee because i have really bad anxiety but mimi's a coffee drinker she'll fucking drink the shit out of some coffee so i'll definitely take a sip of hers and let you know what i think about it hell yeah i'm excited though that's really cool she gets fucking coffee deals i get fucking sex doll deals like what the hell is going on (laughs) i can never get fucking cool shit it's hey, always fucking just weird shit look, maybe we can work out a coffee deal <laughs> there you go there you go i'm telling you man it's just always fucking weird shit but I, I literally turn down every offer that i get i don't know why i'm just that person like if i don't fucking believe in something i will not represent it i've said a hundred times it, i'm i still got a little bit of cocky in me i guess yeah. but uh i've turned down more brand deals than most people have been offered yeah because i won't do it if i don't believe in it right yeah same i literally have emails every day and i'm just like delete 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 like yeah. i just can't do it so what do you think 2023 is going to bring for jesse lawless now that you're single ready to mingle you got a fucking coffee brand you're fucking you know doing your thug thizzle on fucking tiktok the sky's the limit you know i've uh i've always had a lot of confidence mm-hmm um, and everything that I've ever said that I was going to do has happened. I said that I was going to make a million dollars this year 
ain't quite made. The year's not over yet. Who At knows? Hey, we still got a little bit of time left. But keep um, speaking it in your life. Keep living your life like you've already made that million dollars. That's it. You know, it's a funny story. Like after you know the breakup and everything, I went to the mall, and this just caught my eye. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, if I ever did decide to become part of the institute of marriage mm-hmm. this is what i would want this is this would be you know <laughs> so is that a wedding ring that yeah, you bought no it's it was a 40 dollar costume jewelry ring Aww. that was in one of those little yeah. things in the mall but i'm like uh-huh. you know what i'm married to my goddamn self now yeah i'm the bitch i'm working for i'm I the bitch that. that i'm taking care of and at the end of the day when you when you don't have anybody else you got yourself so, absolutely um and the institution of marriage isn't bad if you find somebody who's as free as you Cause Jay and I are both, we do not want to be tied down. Mm-hmm. Like that's not our thing. And fucking, we make it work, dude. And you end up just being married to your fucking homie, like your best friend. That's you know? what I want. You yeah. Know? And that's really what it is. People get so hung up on the romance and the passion and all that shit. No, I want a fucking BFF and the other shit comes after that. You know, I'm committing to six months single. Do it. I'm gonna hold you to it. Do it. Do it. I'm. I'm. I'm okay. doing it. Like if anybody wants to hang out. If I see you start slipping, I'm gonna be like, ah, ah, ah. no, I'm gonna do it. You want I'm gonna me? repost. I'm <laughs> committing to six months single, out and I'm gonna stitch it every time. <laughs> Jesse, I'm just here to remind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I really need to. When when I got out of my last relationship, mm-hmm. I was really focused on focusing on me. Yeah. And man, you know. I just felt like passing up the opportunity to see where it went with divinity would yeah. have been a disservice to myself. I mean, she's fine as fuck. I so. know, dude. I couldn't <laughs> resist. I literally could not resist. She yeah. put a spell on me. So um, I'm just going to try to stay as far away from uh, women. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Just do not fucking go anywhere where there's going to be a bunch of divinities. And right. Be yeah, fine. I know. Hot girls beware. <laughs> I love it. Well, Jesse, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you being here. It was it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Of course. Why don't you shout out your socials where everybody can find you? Um, Jesse.lawless on TikTok and Jesse underscore lawless on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, it's just Jesse Lawless. The I is what gets everybody. It's mm-hmm. Jesse with an I, J E S S I, Lawless. I'm also on Twitter. I don't do a whole lot over there, but follow me anyways. Maybe I'll be more active. <laughs> Are you ever gonna do an OnlyFans? I have one. You do? Shout I that do. out, baby. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to subscribe. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. The, the link is in my Instagram bio. Okay. Be careful. They will delete you for that. On Instagram? Absolutely. No shit. Yep. Link tree, any sort of link in the bio. Like you need to get what I'll teach you about all this when we get off. But yeah, Yeah. for sure. All right. Well, I'm going to go see uh, Jesse's tiddlywinks whenever we get off of here. You want to see all my tattoos? (laughs) Yeah. Do you do nude on there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I ain't showing nobody my butthole, but (laughs) you can see my boobs. I love it. I bet you have a nice rack, too. They really are. Yeah. Honestly. I feel like every fucking lesbian I've ran into has the nicest tits I've ever seen. stupid. Like the, the tits that God gave me. Are yeah. just like I'm. I got porn star tits all day long. So no. I'm like, man, I might as well make some money off of this shit. I believe it. My friend Rochi is. Um, hold on, my husband's calling real quick. And I'll, babe, I was just telling Jesse Lawless about Rochi's tits. Big old titties. Dude, and remember, I made her pull her. And they were like the beautiful pink nipples too. I was just oh, like, I was God. in love. I love it. I love you so much. Maybe we're wrapping up this um, last interview and I'll call you. Yo, what up, Jay? What up, man? 
hey, when you gonna come get a haircut? Or I'll just come here. <laughs> she said she wants to be your barber. Come on, I need to cut. I'm looking trousy anyways. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Love you, baby. Um, yeah, so Rochi has really nice tits. <laughs> it sounds like you just described my tits. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Fucking, you guys They're got solid some... D. That your tits are? Yeah. Nice. Can right? we see them? You want to show them? I'll show them to you. Right here? Don't tell nobody I showed them to you, though. I mean, can we censor them out? For you gotta Patreon? edit that part out. We yeah. will. We'll edit them out. Don't let nobody know I showed you my tits. Well, it's gonna be on Patreon, but it's gonna be censored. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's see it. No, your OF is about to go off, dude, but we will censor your tits. Let me see these fucking knockers. Hold on. We are looking at Jesse Lawless's tits right now. I am so look at her cute little body. Look at those fucking titties. Those are porn star titties. Those are beautiful. And your skin is so pretty. It's like you're like twilight vampire white. And your nipples, I'm describing this for everybody at home. And your nipples are like a perfect like rosy pink. I love that. They're beautiful. You guys, you guys have to fucking subscribe to her OnlyFans because they are definitely worth being seen. <laughs> Jesse, thank you so much for coming, baby. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's I, been a blast. I appreciate you so much. And I love your story. And I, I can't wait for everybody to hear it because you got a really dope story. So thank love you. that. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Dumb Blonde. I will see you guys next week. Bye. What's up, guys? Don't forget to sub to Patreon so that you can see the visuals. Because not only do we have episodes of the podcast, we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps, behind the scenes, photo shoots, and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year. So if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know, go over to our Patreon, www.dumblondunrated.com. Love ya.